All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. How are you? How's your week? It's Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how's the week going so far? I'm already exhausted. I am too. Like, this is oh, going to no. fool me all week. Yeah, this is gonna yeah, you're right. Off. It's going to feel like we just have two days left. Yeah, we thought we would put it out a little a little early because it's Halloween. Did you do any Halloween stuff at all this weekend? Uh, no, actually. I, well, I did that like light the night event on Saturday, right? right, right. And then it was like 9.30. I just went home and yeah. yeah, that was that. It's like too far out from the actual Halloween for it to have been the proper party night. Like I, I feel like this is kind of a dud year for Halloween. I agree. Because even last year, I think Halloween was on a... It was probably on a Tuesday, right? Right. And so the parties were on Saturday, and it's close it's, enough it to tango. Closer. The the best Halloween I can remember was like 2015 when, sure enough, it was a Saturday. Yeah. And I went out to a bar with my friends, and like everybody was going crazy, and it was a nice night. We tried to recreate that this year. Yeah. But not only was it, it was like terrible weather. It just pissed like crazy. Yeah. Uh, also, it was so far from actual Halloween. And Wednesday is close enough to the end of the week that university people will party that night. Yeah. That is cool. But you didn't go out on, or no, because Wednesday hasn't happened yet. You went out on Saturday. We went out on Saturday night. We did the Bob's Burgers thing. Right. And I still have the mustache. Was it a big success? Were you getting compliments from strangers? No. No? Uh, no, not really. But, but still a big success. Uh, no. Oh. We didn't make any money or anything. <laughs> did you expect to? <laughs> I don't know. You never know when somebody might come hand you some money. <laughs> and say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. Here's 20. There's more where that came uh, there's from. There's a homeless guy standing right next <laughs> to you guys. Like, please, just food. Yeah, it could happen. So I, I have this mustache right now, mm-hmm. and obviously there is a sense that if you have a mustache and you're my age, you're the worst. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> that's nice of you to say, and that's what my friend said also, because he was trying to talk me into keeping it for a little while. You've also got some scruff, too, and I feel like that makes it a little more forgivable. Yes, you know, I thought you, so. When you're not straight down to the skin. Right, so I, I shaved it for the costume, and then I had to walk by myself in the rain up to the bar from right. where I parked my car. Yeah. And I had my raincoat like over the bottom half of my face because yeah. I was ashamed. Were you? Yeah. Even though it's part of my costume, I was like, people are going to notice that first. Well, we talked about my friend basically asking us to shave all of our mustaches and stuff, right? Right, and you didn't like it. I did not like it, and but I also did not care enough to shave it off like before getting on the plane back home. Right. So I was walking through airports and people were legitimately kind of laughing at me. That's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. 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 I like, don't want the girl at the McDonald's drive through when I go to get my tea in the morning to be like, you see her kind of whispering on. to a coworker. Yeah. Or like, nice, nice, nice stash pal. Yeah. And like our boss, he came in and had a whole conversation with me today and mm-hmm. I wasn't bringing it up. And I was like, you son of a bitch. You're not going to bring you're it up. You're not going to mention then, anything? In the next conversation he and I had like an hour later, he's like, the stash is distracting. <laughs> Which I thought was a fair way to bring it up. Yeah. Um, because it is. The stash is distracting. But then I, and he's someone who does not comment on, like I shaved my entire face after like a year of having a beard. Never said a thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so I immediately launch into, oh, it's for a Halloween costume. It's for a Halloween costume. I'll probably shave in a few days. I know sorry, it's, I know it's bad. It's kind of like that. And yeah. like today, I, I shouldn't care because I decided I was going to keep it and not just for Halloween purposes. I sure. was like, this is fun. Yeah, it's, and that's what it is. It's fun. Yeah. Um, But I like didn't want to go to the bathroom as much because I might run into people and have to be like, I have to have a conversation about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Did you though? No, but I, I, I kind of avoided people today. Oh, I kind of stayed in my cave today. It kind of suits you. like I think it, so, too. It, I saw you, talked to you, and it wasn't until like a little bit that I was like, oh, yeah, the mustache. You still have it. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good to know. I have some smile dimples that kind of, uh, I think they're good companions. <laughs> they really set the mustache off right. Yeah, to my lip sweater. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your fuzzy lip sweater. That's right. And I can't grow a full beard, but like the mustache is even. There's no part oh, yeah. of the mustache where it's like, oh, that part's not really filled in. It's, nope. It looks like I can do it. I had a soul patch in high school. I was that guy. Oh, oh yep. yes. Yeah, I had a friend. Well, our friend Brent yeah. uh, was also like that. Could not grow facial hair, but had a full soul patch. Which is weird because that's usually the last place you can get facial hair. But I had this big soul patch. It's in my headshot for the school play in grade 12. <laughs> it is like black and white contemplative shots yep 
where we're like looking out at uh, Vista. Because it almost fools people to think like, oh, he can grow full facial hair, but he just has the soul back. I think that was the idea. But do you remember, like there must've been a guy in your high school who had a full beard. And at the time that was fascinating. And like, and like a a conversation piece. junior high. Yeah, no, I remember a guy named Greg who had a full beard. He was probably a narc in hindsight, but he had like a full beard in junior high yeah and that was what you would talk to him about yep. you have a full beard and he'd be like oh i know and <laughs> oh indeed in hindsight that's insane yeah and not cool no like what junior high student like wants to have a i guess just if you want to buy beer i guess just if you want to buy beer otherwise you're totally casting yourself aside <laughs> <laughs> and in hindsight i only talked to him because i wanted to know about his beard he was, really he's basically a zoo animal <laughs> <laughs> he was not well socialized. He was like the bearded lady, but he wasn't a lady. Okay. He was this like He was a freak show, Colin. Freak. Just say it. He's a freak. <laughs> he was a freak. freak more, with beard. more discussion about freaks down the road here. But uh, okay. uh we got a couple of uh n- n- nothing really big in the pop culture world, to be honest. No. A couple of little things. Uh American Vandal, cancelled. No way. Yeah. Oh, I thought people were really into it. People were really into it, but not enough people. Huh. And this is a, a rant I've gone on before, so I'll keep well, it short and sweet. But like when when a show gets canceled and everyone responds on social media, why? Yeah, there's only one reason. There's a reason. There's yeah. one reason shows get canceled. Right. Well, here, that, but it went off on a high note. I know. I agree. Now you now you get to say forever that that was just a good show. Well, Netflix a little while back said basically their aim is to be only. They want to be uh, self-sustaining. They want to be independent. They don't want to have any uh, uh, brought-in material, material, other yeah. material. And it was a Netflix original show, but it wasn't made with Netflix's studio. Right. It was acquired by Netflix, mm-hmm. and I think they're shedding some of that fat. And so they have given up the IP. Like American Vandal can go shop around for a new home, and they might yeah. find one. Because um, it can't be that expensive to make. I also disagree with Netflix doing that because yeah. people go to Netflix for other shows. Like, totally. Oh, cool. These old seasons are backlogged on here. The Office is the most show. watched thing on Netflix I bet. by more than double. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's got like a whole second life now. Like, yeah. People are continually watching it. Yeah. And putting up memes about it. And people still get it. It's been done for what? I know, but five years, six years, but these really powerful companies sometimes, and sometimes it works out for them, but they get this God complex where they think, I think that's it. Anything they do or think has to be the solution. Our material is going to be amazing. Yeah. And, and they've done really well, but they have so much now that they have to cater towards people who don't like good stuff, like yeah. the insatiable audience, right? They're broad enough and they do have an unbelievable amount of stuff. Like if they, if tomorrow they shed everything that wasn't theirs, mm-hmm. they would still have like a pretty big library. Still a bunch. Yep. Did you, um, uh, wonder when, or do you already know when Stranger Things is coming back? I think yeah, 2019, I think maybe March. I'm not sure we have an exact okay. date. Because 2017 and 18 or 16 and 17, didn't they both come out right in October around Halloween? No, the first one came out in October and the next one was, this is another thing with Netflix seasons is they're always like 15 months apart. Yeah. Uh, the first one definitely came out with with Halloween and both shows we're talking about in tonight's podcast are definitely strategically placed around Halloween, yeah. which makes sense. Um, I think last, last year it came out in November. Okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, and this one is, they had said pretty much right out of the gate, we're going to be at least a year and a half, maybe two years before right. season three comes out. And that's cool because these kids are going to start becoming teenagers. Men. <laughs> these kids will be men. Yeah. <laughs> will Byers will be Bill Byers. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bill? I'm Bill. Still have this haircut. Kind of terrified. Had a pretty rough childhood. Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit of, uh, wait, what was that place called? Hawkins, Indiana. No, the... Uh, the other side or the underworld the, under- the no the upside down the upside down <laughs> the underworld they're in hell well basically <laughs> yeah well it's true i can't imagine hell being much worse back to the future part two mm-hmm. uh megan kelly got fired are you up on that at all no, no what did way. she get fired for oh man this was a big thing was she racist yeah kind of okay uh well i mean she's been a lot of things okay. right like i it really seemed like it was the straw that broke the camel's back yeah um she was on her talk show, which is on NBC. I mean, it, it never belonged on NBC. And I think maybe NBC probably was looking for a reason to, to fire her without having to eat crow and say, we've never should have made this $67 million deal to begin with. Whoa. Um, because she 
burned her bridges with uh, conservative audiences when she went all Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And she never really had a liberal audience because she was so conservative before <laughs> and said things like, kids, Santa is white. He just is. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't really remember that, but oh, that's I'm like kind of happy I know. That's kind of what she's most famous for now. She was like it was like on some rant he and just she's is. like she's like Jesus was a white man and so was Santa. Oh kids, my God. he just is. Kids. Like kids are just watching her well, show. as if she had like science to back up this this elf yeah. who doesn't exist. Right. Sorry kids. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, she got fired. She was doing this like panel discussion with a bunch of different pundits. And they're talking, I don't know how they talk. It might have been a Halloween discussion. I didn't hear the first part, but blackface comes up. And she takes the position of, somebody explain for me why blackface is offensive. Because when I was a little girl, white kids could put on blackface <laughs> and it would be fine. Like I remember a little girl who dressed up as Diana Ross for Halloween. And what's wrong with that? Everybody loves Diana Ross. And to be fair, and I got to be very careful here. But to be fair, I think maybe the the sentiment of what she was saying was innocent. It mm -hmm. was it, just as a host, yeah. she was trying to get someone else to articulate what's the the problem with blackface. But she just kind of edged a little too close to defending it, right? Um, and that just didn't look good, right? And then it kind of brought out all the other reasons. Well, you anytime don't work for someone, she's just, yeah, she's a pain. Anytime someone who is white tries to say. I don't think this is racist and here's why. Yeah. That's when just you're, you don't even need to go there. Right. Don't tell people that are offended why they shouldn't be offended. Well, and she a little bit tried to try to lean on the, well, would it be offensive for a black person to wear a white face? Right. And it's just like, well, that doesn't happen. Don't go there. It's just like, it's, there's, it's not the same. You got to stop. No. You got to stop with that. No. <laughs> you got to stop right now. Blackface is fine. Kids, it just is. It, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, no one ever take this snippet. See, that's the thing is Santa is black, but he was wearing white face. Oh, and that. But she doesn't want to believe that. She says Santa is no. white. Right. She would be offended if he did that. She's deeply offended. So anyway, she got fired, but or her show got canceled. She basically got fired. But they paid her out her $67 million. And so wow. she's still she's still good looking and has a huge home right. and can never work again. But she will come back. Still have like a YouTube thing. The only thing is she does Girls doesn't... like her, they love the work. <laughs> oh, That's the thing. She uh, She's not going to be able to go back to Fox News, though. No. And, and this political era has changed, right? So... I don't know. If she, I don't know if there is a place for Megan Kelly. Mm -hmm. What if a comedy show just adopted her as like a, a rep to just like swing to sometimes for her zany opinions without like like her taking it seriously? Well, that's kind of what Sarah Palin became. So yeah. like Sarah Palin became a caricature of herself. Which, and it, it's cool that she was able to laugh at herself, but that kind of became all she was. Totally. But she she was not like a regular mainstay on Colbert or something where they're like, let's check in with Sarah Palin. Sarah, what are your thoughts on this latest thing? You're right. So Whereas I think Megyn Kelly, you could do that and it would be funny for all the wrong reasons. She'd have to adopt some kind of personal irony. Is that what you're saying? She wouldn't have to adopt the personal irony. Everyone would just think it was funny because that maybe she's giving a straight opinion and someone else is just roasting she's her. Never gonna she's, host her she's never going to host her own show again, but I'll tell you what will happen. She'll be gone for two or three years, mm -hmm. and then she'll be the token conservative blonde woman on The Talk or The View or one of those right. shows. That's a, yeah, good call. That's what she's going to be. I'm sure yeah. that. I once, uh, is it Megan McCain? She's the one on The View right now who's conservative. Megan McCain? Yeah, but everybody's cool with her because she's John McCain's daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How many people are on The View? Does The View's cast change like every year? Pretty often, by I three think. people? I think there's four people on The View at any given time. Okay. And, and Whoopi is the main host. She's now. the main one. Yeah. Is Julie Chen still on there? No, she walked away, I think. I don't think she was ever on The View. I think she was on The Talk. Oh, right. The Talk? talk. She did walk away from whatever daytime talk show she was right. on, but she's still going to do Brother. Yes. Big, no one calls it brother. Big, she's still she's doing gonna, brother. She's going to do bro. She's still doing Viver. <laughs> <laughs> the Vive. Is Probesy doing Viver this year? He is. He is. Yeah. I'll, sta I'll stay on that ship until he's gone. Fair. Uh, the Twilight Zone has hired Adam Scott to be in the new Twilight Zone reboot. <laughs> That's good. It's kind of Halloween news. But is he... So there's a, a whole reboot happening. Yes. Jordan Peele is the executive producer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And wait, is Adam Scott going to be a main character? I think so. That's what I gather. Yeah. Or is he going to be the host kind of a oh, the Rod Serling? Zone? Yeah. That would be fun. He could do that. I think he could too. I hope that's the way they use him because there shouldn't be any main character. It's supposed to be like a... Different cast. 
Yeah, what's uh, like an anth- an anthology? Yeah, does that make sense? Not even an anthology. Like, a, like it's not serialized at all. It's just these short films, right? Right. Yeah. Whatever the word for unserialized is, is what I meant there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting that Adam Scott has not been able to become a leading man, and maybe he hasn't tried to be. He probably mm. has a lot of like network TV money. Yep. But he's also not a multi multi millionaire. I don't think. No, he's a little weird and zany. But he's very funny in most of the things he's in. Like, the best things he's been in, I think, are Eastbound and Down and The Good Place. Yeah. Where he plays kind oh, of like yeah. he's so huge good in the good place. douchebags yeah. in both both versions. Oh, he's the the ultimate douchebag in Step Brothers. That's the douchebag of his career. That's right. Yeah, he, he does a lot better, I think, playing a douchebag than playing a normal guy. I don't know. I think he plays a pretty good sweetheart, too. Ben Wyatt is an amazing character. Oh, yeah, right. I totally forgot about Ben Wyatt. Where is he on the call sheet? For Parks and Rec. Who's ahead of uh, Adam Scott on the Parks and Rec call sheet? Certainly Amy Poehler. Probably Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, I would say for sure. Is... Uh, Pratt, maybe? Oh, Aziz. Yeah. Definitely was. Pratt definitely be- became one towards the end. Probably yeah. jumped ahead. Maybe Robbie Plaza. Maybe yeah. not. Um, right on the cusp. Yeah, probably. And, and probably Rob Lowe for a, a long period of time. Like they're above... Rashida Jones. I bet he was, I bet he was like seventh or eighth on the Parks yeah. and Rec call sheet. But... Looking back, you know, I'm sure people would remember him top three, although I just totally forgot about him. I, I thought that character was great. Yeah. I get told sometimes that I look like him. Hmm. I got hit on at the lower deck by a guy <laughs> Okay, who told me I look like him. And that was the first time I was ever told that. And this he was guy just was like, like you look like Ben Wyatt. Yeah, you look like Adam Scott from, from TV. And it's not unflattering. It's just incorrect. You're like, that's weird. Yeah. That's a weird pull it's just not it's just not on mm. somebody at work said you look like adam levine is that what they people, like to say? people surprisingly only at work yeah like no one who is a big adam levine fan tells me i look like adam no levine. but it's the people who it's the demographic for the voice that's right yeah i think well i think there's only really one person at work who has said that yeah it's not really true no, Again, I don't think so. I, I always hope it is, but... Yeah, that's not unflattering, but it's no, not, it's it's amazing, not really dude. right. No. What, who else have you gotten? Because you're a nice-looking guy. There must be like... Oh, th- thank you, man. There must be like famous men who look similar to you. I don't know. No? Uh, who else have I gotten? Most recently, I think Adam Levine. But again, I do, I do not think... like I think that's a, a hard... like. It's a C minus on a, yeah. on what Adam Levine looks like. Uh, I don't know. You could Can't think you could be an Adam Levine costume. Like if you wanted to get like the the Puma tattoo on your sure. arm and wear like a tight t shirt. I mean, to that point, people have said that I am a lot like like I don't know if people have said I look like Scott Rogowski from HQ, but I don't think that's a thing either. I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't? No. You know what HQ is though, right? No. The quiz show. The quiz app oh okay yeah it had a moment right you and i have talked about how you've been compared to him right you don't know watch a little bit on youtube what is uh god i don't know what it's called because it's a big long title but the the history the the big fat quiz of everything oh yeah the big fat quiz show of the year yeah 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 it's amazing it's so amazing have you watched well, the, the best ones were the ones with Russell Brand and Noel Fielding yeah, together. The as two a, of them together are just completely unraveling the show. Oh, it's incredible. Yes, it is. And there's one entire episode, season, where they did, and it's great to actually watch at the end of the year, like on Christmas break or like you have extra days off before New Year's. It's like a 90-minute show. It's, a, it's great. And they're on YouTube in full parts, and yeah. it's like seven or eight supremely funny British people. Yes, very funny. And... Yeah. And Jimmy Carr is hosting, and he's also very funny yes. on it. And the hosts, uh, the the guests love him. Right. And uh, he, uh, yeah, the, the episodes, the whole season with Noel Fielding and Russell Brand, they were basically like trolling everyone and oh, everything yeah. that was being said the whole time and ended up winning in the end. Yeah, but they cheat a lot too. Like there was yeah. one where they had a plant in the audience texting them answers. And that was hilarious. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And I think I missed that one. Jack Whitehall is in it a lot. And yep. he hasn't been funny in anything American, but he's very funny in this. Is he in American things? Yeah, he was in the last Gary Marshall movie. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Mother's Day. I was... only know him from Big Fat Quiz of the Year, and then this Netflix show. He called, also like, travels with my father. He has a travel show on Netflix. I have not seen that, which either. might be kind of good. Could be fine. It sounds kind of good. He's very funny. I think he maybe kind of steals the show on it a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's James, he's a mainstay. Yeah, James Corden's been in it a few times, but before oh, really? he got really famous. Wow. Jonathan Ross goes in it a lot. Richard Iotti is another guy. Oh, definitely, he's yeah. in it a lot. I saw one with Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, that one was really funny. She kind of doesn't totally get it, but she definitely plays along. She and she plays into the whole like I'm uh, not really sure, like the whole like kind of dumb American. Yes, like Paris Hiltony kind of vibe. But they're wicked fast. Yes, there's. It's kind of like. Do you remember the old Hollywood Squares? It, yeah, it used to like Hollywood Squares isn't on in any kind of form anymore, and it's kind of amazing to me that it hasn't tried to make a comeback. So like some comic hasn't tried to bring back Hollywood Squares because it was on for thirty or forty years. Mm-hmm. And I can recall being a little kid, and my parents might have it on or whatever when right. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg was yeah, yeah. the X in the center. And who was the big dude with the beard? Like, what was he from? I don't know. I don't but remember yeah. anybody else. But I used to, I used to be as a little kid who yeah. didn't understand nuance. I used to have a very hard time with. They would answer the question, but it wasn't their serious answer. They were right. all like allowed to give a joke answer that didn't yeah. count. Yeah. And I had a really hard time computing that as a kid. <laughs> and it's exactly like that on the Big Fat Quiz Show. They always have two answers. Yes. The, the joke answer and their real that's answer. Right. That's right. Really, that's exactly what Big Fat Quiz of the Year is. It's Hollywood Squares. That's a great takeaway. Yeah. And I wouldn't have thought of it. It's a very funny show. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what else do we have here? The uh, a poo situation is kind of still uh, crackling. Oh, I thought that Apu was off. No, he hasn't been taken off the show. You might have seen recently that he's going to be removed from the show. Oh, okay. But that's now been debunked. So this guy, uh, Adi Shankar, who used to be a writer for The Simpsons, and now he's just like a YouTuber or something, he said in a statement that they're officially removing Apu from the show because of racial insensitivity and it's upsetting people or whatever. Uh, and then uh, the main executive producer, but like not Matt Groening, I'd know his name if I heard it. Anyway, uh, he was like, that guy doesn't work here. He doesn't get right. to speak for our show. And that's so all like, he said? Is it like James L. Brooks or? No, it's like one of the younger EPs. Oh, okay. I'd know his name if I heard it. But anyway, uh, it just seems to me right or wrong. And by the way, I, I think it is, they should get rid of Apu. Uh, but just taking my feelings out of it and trying to think logically, it's upsetting people. It's not one of your main characters. The Simpsons will be fine without Apu. Mm-hmm. Let's just like, end the grief. Yeah, I mean, or for that matter, like hang it up for the Simpsons. I don't well, know how much left they that's have. That's another to discussion. Die. But maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Do they want to be Saturday Night Live? Do they want to just keep going forever? Well, and Saturday Night Live can do it because it can it can rebirth itself every year. You know, there can be different sketches and people with different but they're playing a family. You know, it's not Doctor Who, I don't think. No. No, it's always been the same people. But I think of the cast, and it's pretty easy to do that show. Although, in fairness, they do still meet to do live tapings together, which is very unlikely. Really, And you wouldn't expect that, considering they can all have fancy voice booths in their home. Yeah, I thought uh, they did. You would think so, but they all still show up and do it together, oh. which is kind of cool after yeah, all this time. That's fun. Uh, they don't always have to do it that way. No. And it's pretty easy money. Why not keep doing it? Like That's why Mila Kunis, who's a big movie star, keeps being Meg Griffin. That's a great it's point. It's a big paycheck. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's so easy. You can literally roll in in sweatpants. Crazy easy. The only cast member I'm aware of, like recurring cast, ma- cast member who's been difficult is Harry Shearer, who's like always trying to get more money, oh, thinking really? he's worth more on the show than yeah. he probably is. And he is pretty... Do you know who Harry Shearer is on the show? Uh, Yeah. yeah let's look it up really quickly. I mean, any like Simpsons fanatic would be able to tell you. But he's kind of equivalent to Hank Azaria in that... Uh, he plays like multiple, well, probably a hundred different characters yeah. over a long period of time. Uh, Ned Flanders and Principal Skinner are his two oh, big gotcha. ones, um, but probably like many, many more. I'm not going to get into it, but I mean, he's he's Spinal Tap, right? Right. But I think he's kind of a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, the Boba Fett movie is officially dead. Okay. Disney confirms that's definitely not happening. Was there going to be a Jabba the Hutt movie? <laughs> <laughs> Man. The Han Solo trilogy was was positioned to be the Job of the Hat movie, right? Right. Like they were going to do three solo movies, and I yeah. don't think they'll do that now, right? Because it was a failure. In Star Wars terms, it was a colossal failure. Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know what they'll do from that. And certainly, the Boba Fett movie could have been a solo movie as well. He mm-hmm. doesn't need his own. 
his own story, the entire interest in Boba Fett is 100% hinged on how cool his mask is. Right. That's all it and is. And he's got a jetpack. He has the lamest death in all of Star Wars. How does he die again? He gets like, it's an accident. Like Han Solo, they're on the barge ab- above the, the, the pit thing on Tatooine. Yeah. And there's like this big battle breaking out. And Han like turns around and elbows him in the head and he falls into the pit. <laughs> and there's a Wilhelm scream. Really? Yeah. Doesn't he have a jetpack? Like, couldn't he just jet back out? Yeah, but it doesn't work, I guess. And and to be fair, I think maybe it's canon now that he doesn't die that way. That like, uh, okay. they, it, there's a comic book that says he climbs out or something, uh, and then there's okay. more story gotcha. to tell. But it's just not that interesting. No, he's cooler as a mystery. Yeah, as yeah, are most things. Right. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has long wanted to do uh, a new Pinocchio live action or stop animation. Right. He's going to do the stop animation uh, Pinocchio movie. That's his next big movie. Stop animation. Well, stop animation. I think maybe Pinocchio is stop. And no, that doesn't make sense. I was going to say just Pinocchio is stop, but like the actors are people. <laughs> but that would be a long day yeah, for those so it'll actors. Be, it'll have like a fantastic Mr. Fox kind of vibe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it will. Anyway, so that's that's going to be the next reboot of, of the Disney. Mm-hmm. Like a, a little bit of character, which yeah. is kind of cool. Yeah. They're redoing all these Disney movies. And I don't know if they're going to do, like, When You Wish Upon a Star Pinocchio. Right. Because you'd think Gilmore del Toro would want to do a kind of darker version of yeah. what's probably a pretty dark story, intrinsically. Little kid gets turned into a donkey. Man, we were watching um, the start of Aladdin the other day. Yeah. And there should just be a rule. And actually, if Will Smith was smart, which we both know he's not. No. Uh, if he was smart, he would not take the part of the genie this is the hardest role ever to fill up. and like on that note if you wanted to redo any robin williams um role just don't yeah because he, he crushes in every movie unless it's like flubber you could do flubber well the Flub- flubber flubber was flubber. a remake that was the nutty professor yeah, right um yeah i feel i feel both ways about that because there's this fascinating lore that Aladdin didn't qualify for the Oscars because the script didn't match the final product enough in the screenplay category because of all the ad-libbing he did. And there's also this uh, myth, although I think it's kind of been busted, that because of all the ad-libbing he did, somewhere in a vault, there's that same character done in a hundred different ways. Right. And so if it's recorded somewhere and the genie is CGI anyway, why can't we have Robin Williams play the genie again. again, but with all different lines and all new jokes and crazy. that would be so magical but i think it's a little idealistic i think so too apparently like the animators hated him oh because he was oh sure because he was just doing like whatever he wanted all the time and they had to just like like completely draw what he was doing around what he was doing yeah, but they record the tracks before they animate the mouths well, or maybe it was just the fact that they gave so much maybe it was like the sound editors yeah that hated him yeah that makes sense yeah I don't know. Did you watch the trailer for the... It was like a teaser trailer for the new Aladdin. No, I didn't, actually. Yeah, I don't know. There was no real... What was the last uh, Disney uh, remake reboot thing? I don't know. Was I haven't seen any of them. So there was Beauty and the Beast. Which there was, was bad. The Jungle Book. Yeah, that was good. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know if they, there's been any other ones. They did Cinderella. They did Cinderella? Yeah. Who was Cinderella? She's the... The, the the chick from uh, Baby Driver who you called Trashy, which was <laughs> totally not on. The one from Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. The, <laughs> okay. the one from uh, Downton Abbey. Okay. L- Lily James. She was... Lily yeah, James. She's not trashy. She's very lovely. We're <laughs> <laughs> just... Well, that's just me and my opinions, baby. To be fair, that's you, showbiz. I don't, and I don't want to throw Jen under the bus, but I don't know if it was you who said it. I think it was Jen who said, "Is she trashy?" Oh, it might have been that. Was it that? Yeah. Unless she I, plays I like a diner waitress in, ba- in in Baby Driver. I don't remember feeling extremely passionate about how trashy she was. She's not trashy at all. She's delightful. Yeah, she's got a baby face. Yeah, sure. She's got a baby driver face. Yep. This is true. Man, I've got this uh, microphone boosted. And I have no idea how the quality is going to sound because really? I can't believe how much decibel power I have on this microphone it right now. It looks okay on what I'm seeing on the screen there. Well, yeah, but like look at the two little volume knobs, how different they are for you and me. Oh, uh, I can't see both of them. Okay. Oh, well, uh, anyway, it's it's like I'm driving a car on friggin' nitrous. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's 
really blowing me down right now. Okay, so uh, today on the Armchair Expert, uh, Lena Dunham was the guest. Oh, I actually found her kind of kind of charming, kind of likable. Okay. Then she got this great job in the news. So first of all, she's in the new Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt. Whoa! Once upon a time in Hollywood. Crazy. I had no idea. She's very humble about it, which is mm-hmm. cool. She also is going. Her new writing project is uh, the adaptation of a memoir called "A Hope More Powerful Than the Sea." which is a famous uh, memoir written by a Syrian refugee. She's going to adapt it for the screen to be produced by Steven Spielberg and directed by J.J. Abrams. Oh, wow. She's going to write it. That's a tall order. It's a tall order. She also, like, writes teenagers sitting on the toilet. I don't know how this is going to translate. I don't know why she's qualified for this job. She's also not a person of color. She hasn't had that experience at right, all. With Syrian refugees. Why in the world is... I, I don't mind Lena Dunham. I'm not as against her as some people are. Mm-hmm. I do find her a little irritating. Yeah. But why in the world is she the person for this job? I have no idea. That's a bananas hire. Yeah. She's the one who's like EPing camping. Yes. <laughs> like, let's talk about that. Yeah. We didn't talk about Lena Dunham at all when we talked about Was camping, she present way. in camping? Did you like? Know. Did you see that? No, not at all. I think maybe, she, I'm not even sure she wrote it. I think that she was just kind of, she has this like little production company with Jenny Connor and they yeah. kind of produce stuff. Yeah, it's adapted for US television by her. So maybe she just had the idea. Yeah, and she and adapted it. Yeah. yeah. How nice for her. Uh, this is kind of cool. <laughs> a, a statistic came out today. <laughs> nice. That was a great segue. <laughs> 57% of all films mm-hmm. made in the last 50 years are what? 50, so 57%, over half of every film made mm-hmm. in the last half a century are what? Love stories? Nope. Good guess. Um, it's going to surprise you. It surprises me. Really? But at the same time, eh, maybe not. Eh, maybe it is. Comedies? Nope. Actions? Or is it a genre? Nope. Um are what 57 percent over the last how many years 50 years so basically all movies um i don't know i don't even really know what i'm looking for here are rated oh interesting isn't that interesting yeah because so many like art house movies are are rated seven just like considering all the language and stuff and the adult themes yep do you remember a time when r-rated was exotic like do you remember the first r-rated movie you ever saw no i don't think i do I don't either. I know the first movie I saw with the F word in it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, really? And it's not even like on camera. You just hear the principal muttering it in the backyard. And it's the it's the one token F word that it gets to maintain. It's PG-13. Right. And I remember like rewind because I was like eight and I rewound it and I was like, whoa. Yeah. John Hughes did that a little bit. I felt like he used his F words effectively maybe but like the breakfast club doesn't use them sparingly that's an r-rated movie for sure is it yeah it's straight up r-rated oh yeah okay see that kind of well i see most of these movies i've seen on tv (laughs) well the breakfast club watched the whole way the breakfast club is a famous one to struggle through on tbs because of all the horrible censorship right i think that might be his edgiest movie i think like even and i can't i don't know for sure but i don't think there are as many curse words in like pretty in pink yeah you know what is the worst movie for censorship? Um, You're not going to guess it, I don't think. I'll give, But I'll give you a hint. It is like a, an 80s action movie. Die Hard? Scarface. Scarface would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Die Hard has, like, the yippee ki get pretty creative. Right. Yes. And Pulp Fiction, probably. Yeah. I yeah, th- that would be crazy. But I that think... doesn't play on TV that much. No, maybe not. Maybe, like, middle of the night yeah. or something. It was added to... Have you seen Pulp Fiction? No. Really? No, there's a lot of Tarantino I have. I've always been too scared to watch. But I think I need to kind of open up. I think I need to branch out because what it's turned... We've talked a lot on this podcast about what I can and can't stomach. Yeah. I think I can stomach more than I give myself credit for. Pulp Fiction is on Netflix now. It like just got added, I think. It's you blo- should watch that. It's bloody. Um. Yeah, but it's bloody in a way that... You know, I can't see you having that much issue with. I mean, I see blood, right? Yeah. Like it's it's not people aren't getting scalped in it. No. And I have seen Django. 
and yeah. I and I have seen it's no worse than Django. I've Definitely seen, not worse. Well, than I haven't Django. I haven't seen that many Tarantinos, and it's a shame because I love movies. But I've seen Django, and I love Django. And you've seen Inglorious Bastards. I've seen Inglorious Bastards, and I've seen uh, Kill Bill one. Oh, it's then it's nowhere near as gory as that. Kill Bill is the most bloody, but it's also yeah. the most comically bloody. Right. Uh, I feel like I've seen something else. What else has he done? I didn't see Hateful Hateful Eight. Maybe that's it. I haven't seen like Reservoir Dogs. I haven't seen. Oh, Reservoir Dogs is great, but it's I could see that one being a little bit tougher. Yeah, I don't have any interest in that. I know Pulp Fiction is the one I have to see. I like Reservoir Dogs a lot, though. Yeah, but yeah, watch Pulp Fiction. You okay. uh, watch it like tomorrow. You'll love it. I did that with The Godfather this past season. Yeah, this yeah. past uh, summer. It's a good watch. It's like you can watch it in little chapters too, if you want. Are you kidding me? Do I need to go to the tape? Do I need to go back into the vault where you make a big goddamn case about how I have to watch these movies in one sitting? You gave me so much shit Did because I? I said I was going to watch The Godfather Part 2 in a few sittings. And you're like, what's the matter with you? You're like, don't you have three hours to sit down and take in one of the most important experiences of your life? Okay, I agree with that. But the the whole point of Pulp Fiction is it's written like a bunch of mini stories. Okay. It's almost digestible that way. Now, <laughs> if if I'm if it's by law, yeah, you should sit down and watch the whole thing. But yep. if you can't take a couple moments out of your precious life to sit down and watch a full movie, then yeah, <laughs> go twenty minutes at a time while you're brushing your teeth before work or something. These movies are long. Mm-hmm. They're long. I love I, man. I saw mid nineties this weekend, and that Did th- you? that thing was eighty seven minutes. Yeah. And that is nice. Yeah. It should, it should Did be, you like it? I just want to say, you shouldn't be allowed to make movies more than 100 minutes unless you like have a, a meeting with the studio. You need to have to like, you need to make a big presentation, right. a real case for why your movie is longer than 100 mm-hmm. minutes. Because part of the art of, of storytelling should be brevity. Not just like coughing up as much as you possibly can. Yeah, Godfather 2. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you like mid-90s? Yeah, it was good. It was... Uh, by the way, it has like 75% of Rotten Tomatoes. Like, right. it's not going to be an Oscar movie. No. Which is going to crush Jonah. Yeah. Um, the acting is really good, especially since Catherine Waterston and Lucas Hedges are the only, like, actors in it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was, like, plucked from the skate park. Yeah. And they do a great job. Yeah. Um, Although the kid, uh, as Jonah Hill said, was in, like, The Lobster. That uh, Yeah, that's right. That movie with um, Colin Farrell. Very minimal, though. Yeah. Like, he, I, I think he's, like, pretty green because he's right. a little kid. Yeah. He's super good. Yeah. The acting is really good. The the movie is shot beautifully, and I guess I, I credit the cinematographer. I don't think Jonah gets props there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he probably made a really good movie. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of story. Yeah. Um, and in terms of, like, affecting me, and, like, we talked a little bit about uh, the era in which it's set and how we can relate to that. Yeah. I think I can relate a little bit better to the era of uh, eighth grade Bo Burnham. Oh, okay. And also, I think that was more emotionally impacting than... Yeah. You didn't see eighth grade. Not yet, no. Yeah. That's, that, that one stays with you longer. It's a more important film, for sure. But, but mid-90s was really nice. It's also really stupid that it's called mid-90s. Really? Yeah. It, it just... It, all it does Another is... Another name issue. It high yes it is it highlights the fact that this is just nostalgia porn right when you could have you could have called it anything else you could have just named it after a quote from the film mm-hmm. it is nostalgia porn you should try to hide that a little bit yeah yeah all right but well, it was pretty good maybe I'll check it out you will you'll check it out I will check it out want to talk about shows sure okay what I think it's do? my turn to go first uh yeah. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to recap The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Okay. Which I watched on Friday. Okay. So it might be a bit of a challenge. Okay. I'm going to recap the first episode of the new Sabrina show on Go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Sabrina is uh, two things. She's a regular teenage girl, and she's also uh, partly a witch. And she needs to decide on her 16th birthday if she's going to ship off and go to witch school uh, and fulfill her family's prophecy or stay with her boyfriend, which, of course, would not be very good in the family. She lives with her two aunts who really want her to go to witch school. And she tells her boyfriend that she's a witch, and he's like, what? And he gets mad, and then she erases his memory. She also plays a prank on her principal, who's a sexist, by sending a bunch of spiders to his house. I was just thinking how amazing it would be if we started taking those 30-second um, <laughs> like narrations and putting it as a trailer for the show. Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> like just if we just re-edit tape. the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be such a big job. Like, rather than these huge blog posts from Vox about, like, here's the episode recap, <laughs> we just put these, like, we think about them for 10 seconds and then spit them out of our mouths. I love it. Me more than you. I feel like I, no, you do a great job. I feel like I used to be better at the recaps and I've kind of lost it. I think I'm losing, like, 10% of my brain every couple Probably of Probably from hanging out with me. Maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, I did. I did. I cover everything. There's actually a lot of stuff in this. There episode. was a bunch going on there. It was yeah. an hour long episode. I left out the whole subplot about how their teacher, who's like a weird old lady, yes, gets uh, stabbed in the neck with scissors. Yeah, she picks up this like this girl in a in a pillowcase, which you don't do. Just don't pick up a girl in a pillowcase on the side of the road and take her home to nurse her. First of all, she got she got terrified by a being on the side of the road yeah. and like swerved out and then got out of her car like an exorcist like, type girl. Yeah. And then, and then she gets uh, stabbed in the neck and killed uh-huh. by, by this exorcist-type girl. And then the exorcist-type girl uh, possesses the teacher's body. And so now she's going about this teacher's life, influencing Sabrina, because she has a vendetta against Sabrina's dad. I think right. her dad had a thing with, with, with Sabrina's dad. And so yes. she's like avenging her father or something. Right. I was thrown off by this teacher character because they imply just in the evil look of the teacher's eyes that she is going to be evil. Mm-hmm. And then she gets killed and gets taken over by someone evil. She would have been so much more impacting if she was a super sweet old lady in the first five to eight minutes of the show. Well, I think she was kind of supposed to be, but she, yeah, she just no, was... she was creepy. She went to the horror movie by herself. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I need to grade papers. And then she's like driving on the spooky streets. She says something about needing a, a good scare, especially around this time of year. Yeah, it did kind of frame her as someone who might be bad already. She seemed like she was going to be, yeah, part yeah. of the part of the demon squad or something. But then Brina out there trying to, like, invite her to her house or something. It's like, yeah. why don't you come to the restaurant? And, like, we have a tradition where we go to Dr. Platter's and we, <laughs> we unpack what we just saw. Yeah. As if it's the teacher's going to be like, that's fun. I'll come with. <laughs> As if everybody doesn't go to the movies old. and then talk about the movie that yeah. they just saw. Yeah. Um, I liked her a lot. Did you recognize her from anything? I mean, I know she's from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. She was the kid in Mad Men. Yeah. She's, is it Sally? Sally. Yeah. Yeah. She's that kid. God, stop what crying, you, what, Sally. What do you know her from? She was, fr- she was in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I didn't she really was, watch that. You, I think you watched the first season. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember the the stepfather who's like, "This is our daughter, Kimi," and so he like not Zan. No. Okay. No, Zan was like the stepsister. Yeah, uh, Zan was like the not the stepsister. It was the the daughter of uh, the lady who she was house sitting. Right, right. But this girl was actually like. They were looking for, he was like the police officer dad, who was just a total idiot. Okay. And this, she was his daughter. Oh, and all right. she hated Kimmy because his dad was obsessed with Kimmy and like tried to. I don't remember. No? No. I believe you though. Anyway, she was okay. I thought she was very compelling. I thought that she towed the line between like campy and, and serious really well. Yeah. Uh, other parts of the show didn't, and like for example, that that teacher didn't really stick with me. Yeah, I also right. thought the whole thing about the spiders, like your principal is a sexist, but like, like you ruined his life by sending <laughs> those spiders him. to his house. He'll yeah. never be the same. The spiders. I'm not sure that was the solution. I think that might have crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, there could have been a really like give him a flat tire or something. Yeah. Um, did you find Jen pointed this out to me? How calm she was and so many different scenarios like the witches all come out and start basically like putting a he- hex on her and she's yeah. like you're not gonna bully me yeah. <laughs> the only thing she's that ever scared at all the even like in the end when the demon uh goat comes out of the tree she's yeah. like kind of upset but yeah not, not really that she's big of like, a deal uh-oh <laughs> yeah and, and she's running away from the other demon in the hay maze yeah, that okay. That was the the other part she pointed out was how quickly she calmed down. She's like Salem, good job. <laughs> Who sent that? That's literally what she said. You're right. She's just kind of used to it. That's the life she knows. You're right. The thing that gets her most worked up is when her boyfriend might be kind of troubled. Yes, she's yeah. like got to erase his memory immediately. She loves Harvey. Uh-huh. He was kind of good. I, I actually I liked her, all her friends. They were fine. Yeah, I didn't really like the aunts, in particular the one who wasn't uh, Lucy Davis, the the skinnier one. Okay. She's a terrible actor. That's the one you didn't like. No, the one Lucy Davis who played like Pam on the original office. 
Oh, oh yeah, okay. Um, and then the other one is just an a, atrocious actor. Right. Unbelievably bad. And I really didn't like Ambrose, the cousin. You didn't? He just rubbed me the wrong I way. I thought he was okay. Jen made a good point that she thought he was basically like the, you know, the Melissa Joan Hart um, iteration of Sabrina. Okay. She thought he was kind of the new Salem. Yeah. Because he was the one who kind of provided some guidance. And he was he, also under house arrest. And apparently the original, or the cat from the show. Yeah. Was um, under house arrest for like doing all this evil shit in the past. Well, he's he's a very obvious Greek chorus. He's there to yeah. be like expository and to give her wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, and the Salem in this show doesn't talk and is barely in it because apparently this actress is allergic to cats. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I just, first of all, I always get taken out of it when a character in a TV show calls their cousin, cousin. Right. I, no one does that yeah. in the world. No one Dear does that. Cousin. Dear cousin. Yeah. Or, or just like, even if, do you have any of your cousins who call you cousin Matt? No. That's ridiculous. No. And so I get taken out of it there and he's inexplicably British and posh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so are both the aunts. Yeah, you're right. I, I was really... wondering about that. Was she the first one over to America? And or why are, no, because there's this whole history about how Greenwood had witch trials just like Salem. Right. Like their family is embedded there. Yeah. They just kept the British accent. They're like 500 years old. I liked all the music. I thought they had really great music choices. It okay. was like old fashioned and, and cool and kind of right. classic. Yeah, yeah. So we have to mention that it's set in the same cinematic universe as Riverdale, which is a shame because Riverdale has gone so far off the deep end. Why does it have to be set in the same cinematic? Is there going to be crossover episodes or something? Well, Sabrina is in the Archie universe. Yeah. I've That's where that. she comes from. Right. Uh, and a few years ago, uh, afterlife with archie and then like archie um there's like a zombie archie comic series that's really popular (laughs) and then they launched a sabrina to kind of go in tandem with that and so this is supposed to be equal to that Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're going to overlap them at any point i think there is one like peripheral character who's seen in the background in some sabrina episode but there's no there's no current overlap of the two shows i don't know i think i'll watch a little bit more of the show but so far, the quality definitely outreaches Riverdale. That said, Riverdale in its first season... You thought was great. No, it was trashy, but I called it deliciously trashy. Every now and then, Riverdale... They use delicious a lot in this show, too. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Satan has delicious promises. It really stands out. Yeah. they Riverdale sometimes seems to know that it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think... This Sabrina show is aware. It's ironic in a certain way, too. But there are other storylines. This whole current storyline with Archie being in prison. Oh, God. Uh, I had no idea. Is It takes itself so seriously. Yeah. And it's just not going to line up with anything in the Sabrina show. That's that's inherently fun. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reason this show is cool is because it's 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 bloody and it's, it's kind of gross. But it's also fun. Yeah. That opening animated sequence is super cool. Yeah. That actually was cool. It got yeah. me into it. Yeah. What else do I have here? Did you watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I actually did. I was a big TGIF guy. I uh, I never... Yeah, you were. I think I knew that. Mm-hmm. See, I never watched that show, but uh, I remember a crossover episode with Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. I don't know if like Sean dates her, or but I remember Something like that. Salem was in John Adams High. I remember that, and he oh, like yeah. talks. Right. Which says to me, Boy Meets World is in the same cinematic universe as Sabrina. So Boy Meets World could cross, Girl Meets World could cross over with Riverdale. Sure. <laughs> or what about like, yeah, Riverdale, like in prison, Eric's just, <laughs> just the, the other thing, the warden. The other thing about the Archie being in prison is they are so gutless with ripping off the Shawshank Redemption. It's nauseating. What? It, they're just doing the Shawshank Redemption. It's, oh, in, in, in the prison. In Riverdale. Yeah. Yes. It's nauseating. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's kind of all I have. Do you do you give the show your S? Uh, I mean, it was it was watchable. I won't watch any more of it. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, that doesn't mean you wouldn't give it your S. There's a there's a demographic. I mean, I didn't think it was awful. I thought it was that's fair. I thought it was good, but I could see it just absolutely tanking, like just taking such a nosedive after. Season it one. could get lazy because it has the BuzzFeed audience. I, yeah, I don't even think there's gonna be there's gonna be like full episodes without any sort of witchcraft whatsoever. Yeah, maybe. And you're gonna be like, oh wait a second, this is just a teen drama. Well, kind of like <laughs> how when you think back about that, so Raven, it's like the third or fourth thing you remember that she was psychic. 
Yeah, I don't even like know. I'm not familiar with that show. Oh, really? At all. That was just at an era where I that's, was not. That's a thing people don't often remember about that show. Like they remember Raven yelling everything she said. Right. But there were also her visions of the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary. Sabrina was very, it was like had a feminist angle. They definitely wanted to get that in there. Yep. Which I think is probably wise because her aunts are like so, they're almost like Voldemort obsessed. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like Death Eaters. In fact, that's the other thing is there were some like very Harry Potter-esque themes in this. Like she, I wrote down what the name of the school is. Uh, uh, She gets visited by the bullies who are like obsessed with being purebred witches. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that. And I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but I immediately was like, they're basically calling this girl a mother. Yeah, they, call, they called her a half-breed or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the Academy of Unseen Arts, it just sounds mm-hmm. like another. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. But there was way heavier of a like satanic vibe around everything. Definitely. Like, this is Satan's assistant. And he's here. Well, I was like, man, Melissa Joan Howard wasn't messing around with this. One. I could see like middle Americans... Uh, churchgoers like burning like their TV being mad <laughs> like, at there's Net- Netflix yeah like this. banning Netflix because they they greenlit this show for sure yeah because yeah. it celebrates paganism or whatever yeah true I yeah. can believe that uh, I do give it my ass you're not so much on board uh where do I want to go with it I thought it was I thought it was corny I did yeah but I was kind of I was kind of into it you know I what? liked her no I'm not gonna give my ass that's cool I'm gonna be a little more picky with my asses in the second <laughs> the second handed you're gonna be a little tough okay yeah. that's cool be uh be prejudice all right I'm gonna give you the clock so you can recap the first episode oh boy <laughs> okay the haunting of hill house are you ready get, get ready. on your microphone you keep coming off your microphone oh sorry that's right all right recap that show in three two one go okay so the story starts out with a family of i think it's five kids they're all living in a house with their parents um they're trying to fix up the house and sell it the youngest daughter is seeing visions they flash forward it's almost like a this is us of ghost stories and they are all living different lives some of them successful some of them more tortured by their pasts um the girl is the girl nell is kind of a nervous wreck and her twin brother is a drug addict. And, okay, that's where it ends. But but uh, in the end, uh, the one of the brothers was a author of kind of ghost novels, although he, he's yeah. never seen a ghost he before. He kind of exploited the family's ghost experiences yeah, and, and, turned, cool and turned it into this like Stephen King, uh, really successful novel series. Yeah, and um, and in the end, the daughter Nell who was the most freaked out and seemed to have the most visions of, of the ghosts in the house ends up going back to the house and killing herself. And the Stephen King esque brother sees the ghost of her and on the phone is called by the dad who said, I'm in the house and she killed herself. Yeah. Which is also how their mother died. Yes. And so like that was, I, I would say there's like three, really scary moments yeah in this show and like this by the way is the show where people are like going to the emergency room having heart attacks watching it yeah again i'm not captain courageous no and i sat alone in my house and watched this show yeah and and was entertained i wasn't like i wasn't mad at myself for having to watch it i wasn't like i never at any point was like i don't know if i can do this it was fine i said at the beginning of the episode i basically had to like tuck jen in before i left like she wanted to go up to bed and just watch netflix in her bed right because in our bed yeah (laughs) because uh, (laughs) because she was so scared and and i kind of get it like she's kind of laughingly doing it but there was a seriousness to it. She's like, yeah, oh my God, I I'm get have being, such nightmares. I get tonight. being spooked and I can yeah. be too. Like yeah. Becky always goes to bed about an hour and a half before me. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a part of me that like strategically turns off the lights so that as I turn them off, I enter a room with the lights on. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I kind of go a little faster up the stairs because behind me there could be anything. Sure. I, there's still a little part of me. Like when you're a kid and you're afraid of the basement. Yeah. I am easily spooked and I don't necessarily like horror, but I've seen some on the scarier side stuff in the last couple of years and it hasn't troubled me. No. Uh, and this is one of those things. I was going to say, I think there are three big scares in the episode. The first one is in the bed with the scream. Yes. The second one is when they're leaving the house, when the dad is going around getting all the kids out of the house. Yeah. And that's right after the mom has killed herself because of the demons. And it just pans to the mom kind of like running really quickly behind them, I think. When... Who's Carla Gugino, by the way, who looks unreal. Yeah. She's looked the same for 20 years. Yeah. 
Uh, and what, what else has she been in? Spy Kids, man. Oh, okay. She's the mom from Spy Kids. Right. And uh, and then the third scare was the final when you find out the sister is dead and she's a ghost. And he comes home. Would, did they explicitly say the brother's a drug addict or was that just implied? I mean, it was deeply implied. It was deeply implied. He's well, looting no, his brother. They said he like got his 90-day chip and like he only comes around when he wants money. And I like that. Do you because... think that the brother saw... like is Do you think that's why he was white? Yes. And was carrying the stuff because he saw the sister in there? Yes, that's why he was upset. Well, God, give give a dude a heads up. Well, he said to He's the like, brother... It's not what you think it it's is. It's not what you think. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he would have thought it was it was drugs. Yeah, it makes sense that some of these guys would have like long-lasting PTSD. It drives mm. me crazy in these shows, Riverdale, for example, where like horrific things happen in front of them, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh no," and then they move on. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> and they they just like they never. There was a whole season of Pretty Little Liars where they got locked in a dollhouse under the ground. Oh yeah, okay. and then they just came out of it, and they and were like, like, "That was thank rough. God, we're out of there." <laughs> yeah, and so that's very realistic. This this. This is based on a book okay. by Shirley Jackson. Did you read The Lottery in high school? No. Really? Because we read The Lottery in high school, which is a short story by Shirley Jackson about a, I think it's like a town in like Massachusetts or like Arkansas. It's an American town, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, like other world kind of middle American town okay. where they have this tradition called the lottery where everybody in this little town gathers rocks in the center of the city. They all bring their best rocks. Oh, I've heard of this story. And somebody gets stoned to death. Yeah. And so she's like a spooky person. Yeah. And the character of Shirley even like is created for this show. Right. Based on Shirley Jackson. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I Did you did you agree with my it's the this is us of horrors? Because there's a whole family history and it's showing every family member yeah. in kind of a different yeah, for the time jumping aspect. Yep. I guess, and how like they're all connected, yep. and and I because I maybe it's because I cared about the story a lot too. Like, yeah, it wasn't just for the horror that I was watching it. I just thought it had a way. I thought the characters were so much more interesting. You wanted to know about them. I really did. Like this novelist guy. Like there's this whole side story about how he's 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 at this woman's house and she is a fan of his books yeah what a monologue she starts out with too. Uh, unreal she's crazy. she's explaining the horrific death of her husband who was yeah. also a fan of his books and so do i have this right he's there to do research first he's there to decide whether or not he wants to write a book about her horror i guess i didn't know that that was explicit like i i thought at first that he was kind of just like a paranormal um Junkie? supervisor yeah. <laughs> yeah like but he tells her that this stuff isn't real which by the way is kind of shitty that he's yeah. like he's he's first of all he asks to sleep in her room yeah. and he sets up this infrared camera to watch mm. for ghosts and stuff and then he's going to condescend her for believing in ghosts well he says like you know i've never seen anything and i'm always i always take from other people and use their stories and i embellish a little bit Right, and as you said, the family is not cool with these books. No. It's kind of put a rift in their, in their whole uh, relationship. Yeah. Um, who else do we have? We've got the sister who's kind of like, she has like women come over, and she's yeah, like kind like of a player, a promiscuous sister. Which one was she in the youngin days? By the way, like, did it show her at all? I don't know. But when she put on a glove after she had sex with that gal, did yeah. you think she was going to kill her? Cause I did. Yeah, I thought she was. I, Why'd she I, put on that glove? She put. Did she put on two gloves? She put on a glove, or maybe two gloves. And and the other person was like, "What's with the glove?" And she's like, "I'm just a germaphobe." And I was like, "Oh, you're gonna murder her." And then yeah. she didn't. Yeah. After they just had sex. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a germaphobe. Yeah, you seem pretty into everything. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what makes something scary? Is it music? Is it imagery? Is it just like dread? And if so, what are you dreading? Because I was told there's no gore in this show. Yeah. And so much of my my dread when watching stuff is, am I going to see someone's skull crushed with their bare hands? Yeah. And so if I know I'm safe from from that kind of uh, exposure, maybe I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what scares me. There's a lot of slow close-ups. A total lack of reason. Like, there's no reason that anyone is being haunted in this. Right. Well, except that, that, we that they lived of. in this house. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, the what the ghost is doing and why it's doing what it is. And even the ghost sister, why she just like screams and like lets out a really weird noise and just has like black, like there's no, the lack of reason almost scares you a little bit more. Well, we're going to have to learn more about the Hill family then. Cause they're the families that, that like 
that first lived in the house? What right. happened to them that the house is so fucked up? And why was he okay with the the caretakers of the home like still looking after it? Like why why did he insist on that? He's like, we're locking the doors and the caretakers are staying there. Yeah, the dad's an interesting character, right? And he's just like lives lonely and he's kind of an older yeah. man now. But he looked creepy as a young man. Yeah. As like a young father. Like he was saying things like he was kind of Phil from Modern Family. There was something weird about his eyes. Yes, his eyes were so creepy. And I felt like that was 90% of the reason that they cast this guy. Yeah. Because you know, you're just like, well, he's kind of got like a creepy vibe to him. Let's just put him in the show. The show's supposed to be scary. Yeah, yeah. That's but he's right. not a creepy character. No, he's a good man. He's the Jack Pearson. Yeah. He's the good guy in the show. I don't know. What? By the way, what's what's so interesting? What's so eerie about the name Crane? They're, fa- they're the family. They're the Cranes. Fraser Crane. Yeah. Ichabod Crane. Ichabod Crane. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of got an eerie sound Craning. to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, what other... So there was the sister that worked at the mortuary and then the two twins and then Stephen and then... Luke. Luke. Uh, and by the way, the the casting of young versus older... Yeah. Bang on. Pretty they solid. They do an amazing job. Yeah. Especially the lady who's probably the most recognizable of the sisters who has like a big forehead. The yeah. younger version of her... Yeah, oh, it was like perfect. I think she was Shirley, in fact. Yeah. And she, oh my God, she looked exactly like her. Yeah, I was like, Shirley, you can't be serious. Yeah, <laughs> I am indeed serious. So uh, there's a little bit of talk about mental illness um, in that they have like residual PTSD, but they also say, and Steven says, like, mom was crazy. Right. Like, that's a fact. Mom was crazy. Uh, and she kills herself. Yeah. Um, is there any chance this whole thing is just a metaphor for mental illness and it's actually mental illness that's haunting them? And it, like, it wasn't ghosts that, that hung the mom. It was her, her depression. Is there any chance it's that simple? Interesting take. Cause depression is something that haunts you. Could be. I mean, addiction kind of falls into the same thing, right? Addiction, something that haunts you. Yep. But he's, he's addicted because of his trauma. Cause he's trying to like bury it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good, man. It's good. It's creepy. I kind of want to watch more. I definitely give it my ass. Yeah, I kind of want to watch more, but I do find it terrifying. But like the thing is, when you watch some of these shows, it doesn't get better until you finish it. Like you need to see it all the way through. I was told like episode three or four, something clicks. Like something happens about halfway through the series where you're like, oh, and then in the show, kind of gets less scary. Okay. because you get it right that's i and i'm just saying there's what, like a reason for it i'm just repeating what was said to me so i hope that's not a spoiler but like yeah. that's what i understand is right. that the that it kind of is the scariest in its first episode well like and i said then you're it's used the lack to it. of reason you're right. like people are just being haunted for like what is happening here yeah, yeah. so i kind of think that i've gotten over the hump and i can probably handle the rest of it i'm gonna watch it with becky are you and, yeah oh, well she likes the stuff anyway oh does she? um but I'm not going to watch it alone if I don't have to. No. But, uh, and I'm also not going to watch it like, and then go to bed. Well, yeah, there's people going to the emergency rooms and like vomiting. Because I'm sorry. Of it. Like, That's being dramatic. It's, it's a little crazy. Yeah. It's a little crazy. Who's, I think they're like taking some substances before like, and then they're maybe like greening out while watching this show. Definitely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend you like drop acid and watch the <laughs> hill in the haunted not. house or whatever. Yeah. No, definitely not. No. Um, I like the title of it. I like the, the... I think it's too close to House on Haunted Hill. What's House on Haunted Hill? That was another uh, horror movie. It reminds me of a board game we used to play called Betrayal in the House on the Hill. Oh, okay. It's a good board game. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, like the, I like the name of it. But I mean, I guess if it was written by Shirley Jackson in the 60s, they didn't have much choice. So it was written in the 60s. Yeah, know? she's long gone. Oh. Yeah. Probably haunting some people of her own. Maybe this house. <laughs> whoa you put it on yourself no i didn't becky likes to say that this house is haunted in fact she doesn't like to say it she like sometimes thinks the house is haunted oh i would not be cool with that at all that doesn't get me no no like See, i said like i can be spooked but i'm not irrational no no that's good yeah that's good but it's one of those things you know when you hear sounds and stuff and like, yeah but it's a 25 year old house like you hear yeah. sounds sometimes right and it's it's not like it's a hundred year old house and it's all just based on like sometimes the cat will turn and like stare at a wall for a second. Right. It's yeah. like cats stare at walls. Totally. Right. Oh, and that's why Becky thinks it's haunted. Cats stare at walls is a good sign off. It's not great. I like 
Kids, it just is. <laughs> Kids, it just is? Yeah. What was that? That was Megyn Kelly saying... <laughs> <laughs> talking about Santa Claus being like, Kids, he just is. Kids, he just is. The show show. Show about shows. Kids, it just is. <laughs> That's not bad. That's versatile. Yeah. I'm good with that. I mean, I don't. I, we don't. We, we don't have to stay married to. We can do like a ten. We can do like a, a ten episode trial run. Yeah, or that's something right. We're trying to work with, it out. With, we can reflect and be like, oh man, do you remember six episodes ago? You said kids just. Yeah, is. that one still stays with me. Yeah. What did you guys buy for <laughs> Halloween candy? What are you? Are how are you tricked uh, out? Just a couple boxes of those uh, like mini chocolate bars, Mars. How many and, kids do you expect? And, last year, I think we only had like, like. 13 yeah. stops or something it that's wasn't what crazy. that's what we're expecting too. Yeah. our neighbor said couple of dozen and so i'm i'm guessing under 20 yeah uh and we have so much we have like probably 80 little bars yeah. and 48 bags of cheesies yeah now you'll be fine i think so yeah just give everyone more yeah just like especially like towards the end of the night just be like do you want six bags of cheesies yeah. yeah kids were like walking by our house last year i was like hey we're open too guys yeah come on in here yeah yeah I have to buy a new light bulb because my porch light blew out like oh, just before no. you came over here. So I need to make sure the light's on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, have a safe and fun uh, trick-or-treating, everybody. Good Hallow's Eve. That's right. Ooh. Dead for seven years. The Show Show podcast has been dead for seven years. <laughs> just is, kids. Just is, kids.